Well, good morning, Berkshires. How are you? A little bit of a late start here. It's uh, just past 11 a.m. on uh, WBCRLP 97.7 FM, Great Barrington. This is, of course, your Berkshire Community Radio. Yeah. And we have a fantastic show for you today. Um, I have the wonderful author of the new uh, Grace uh, Grace Street Mysteries series, um, Jane Tesh, is with me. And uh, we're going to be diving into all of the reasons why she has chosen this time in her life to become a, um, a very well-known author. And... Um, and as always, we'll be letting you know a little planetary news. And as always, what's going on? Lost in the beauty of the sky, breathing the moon, the colors of a rainbow shed to soon firefly, flicker smile, shine like the sun. Life's about the journey, the miles begun. Rain hangs around for days, the fish have lost their score. Heard ladybugs disappear from birds. The wind's tainted cry Sell soaring seas Watch trees as they die For you and me Tell me now What's happening Tell me now What's happening I tell you You tell me What's happening Well, good morning again, Berkshires, and again, I hope you all know it's Mercury Retrograde, because uh, I think I told you I'm Sharita Star, but we forgot to tell you it's what your sign I have your number. <laughs> I'm telling you folks, this one is, uh, this one's a doozy uh, for you listeners out there who may not know, but I bet you are experiencing all of these like seemingly just weird things happening <clears throat> where like, you know, your plan A is not able to work out. And then if you're really lucky, you may have to resort to plan D because B and C don't work either. Um, we're under this planetary transit right now called Mercury retrograde. And Mercury, of course, is our planet that guides communications, thinking, mentality, the way we speak, uh, all of our electronics, our um, mechanisms of movement. So if you're having car issues, um, your laundry machine's not working right, um, you know, your internet's functioning, malfunctioning. These are all sorts of things. And, you know, everybody cancels, reschedules, traffic is delayed. Oh, it's, it's just a mishmash. But none of it is typically life-threatening types of things. It's just like, oh, you're like, why is this happening? It's, it's, like an, it's like an itch that you can't scratch it enough to get it out of your, out of your way. So Mercury's been traipsing backwards uh, in the sign of Leo since uh, July 14th. He's going to continue to do this um, until the 8th of August. So have patience. 
uh, dear listeners, because um, that is the biggest thing that's required under Mercury retrograde is um, to have a little bit of patience and summon up to the courage to rise up above it all. Um, and I always say with Mercury retrograde passages, the best thing to do under them is to just relax. Everything that begins with the word RE is applicable under Mercury retrograde. Um, this is not a time to get married, not a time to sign uh, legal documents. Um, you really don't want to put anything out into the universe at this a time that you want long-term success with. Um, it's a time for review, redo, reassessments. Um, Mercury tends to, uh, when you add up, he does it three times a year. I mean, you know, and the reason why his retrograde, uh, besides like, you know, because all the planets do go backwards from time to time. But when Mercury retrogrades, he is so close to us that that's why he causes all this. And because of the things that he governs over, um, you know, the communications, the movement, the traveling, so on and so forth. Um, and of course the weather, cause you know, um, uh, that's another thing that gets a little, it's the pattern of it will change under a Mercury retrograde passage from whatever we've been experiencing. And, and that has definitely happened. Um, I know here in the Northeast, um, as of, as of late, our dry spell is over. Um, even though we still need, I think we still need some more rain, but, um, it's been happening. So, um, in any case, yeah, Mercury, and I am guilty as charged because, you know, my, my, my brain is not functioning correctly under Mercury retrograde either. Trust me. It's, um, it's, 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 it's been an interesting time. Now, of course, we are um, now in the engaged in the uh, lovely sign of Leo. So Mercury and um, our sun are quite close to each other. Of course, the sun is, is past it uh, at this point. Um, and Mercury today is at four degrees Leo going backwards. Uh, with our sun being at the eighth degree, we're under a waxing Capricorn moon, uh, which will enter Aquarius early tomorrow morning. And then we have a full moon uh, just before the midnight hour on the 1st of August. So um, our gathering phase, as far as our lunar lady would like us to know, um, is about to complete tomorrow evening. So... Um, what will make the remainder of this Mercury retrograde passage a little bit trickier is because now we're going to be under a waning phase of the moon as of, you know, August 2nd, really, because it's, um, it's like 1132 that the moon goes completely full. Uh, so if you're, if you're out on a Wednesday night, the bewitching hour will be right, right close to midnight there. Um, and as the moon wanes, she also says every two weeks every month, that this is not a time as well to kind of want to put things out there for forward motion. And um, it's more of that time of reflection as she's losing her light month to month. So um, full moon's back going back to that new moon again, uh, which will happen on August 17th. Uh, so we're going to be coming up on this waning phase and Mercury retrograde through August 8th. So I would say the 2nd through the 8th, if you can take a vacation, if you can do practically nothing <laughs> except reflect, reorganize, reassess, redo, review, you're going to be in great hands. Um, but really trying to put things out there, um, the 2nd through the 8th is going to be a bit of a challenge um, because you're really going to be going against the universe's pull that says otherwise. Um, so whatever you got to do, 
you know, you, you got to do it. We all have to live our life. But just uh, as I always say, proceed with caution. Um, and of course, we are under, I said, the, uh, we're, still, we're still waxing under this Capricorn moon today. So a lot of people are, are, are getting some very serious feelings in the air. Um, a Capricorn moon always brings serious feelings uh, to the plate. Uh, we, we kind of get caught up in feelings of imperfection. We feel like things aren't, aren't right. Uh, we're harder on ourselves under a Capricorn moon than any other time of the month because, you know, Capricorn is the sign of diligence, ambition, you know, getting things done, work, 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 climb up that mountain. Um, and it's, it's very important under a Capricorn moon not to judge too much, you know, and not to uh, expect so much perfection that you're being unrealistic. Cause I, as, as I always say, perfection is a journey. It's never a destination. Uh, it's like driving the car off the lot. The moment you buy it, it decreased in value and it's not perfect anymore. Uh, moments after you paid all that money. <laughs> so, uh, you know, our lives are like this. You know, we can clean something and then, you know, so, somehow somebody comes in the house and brings in some dirt about an hour later. It, it, it just, just, this is life. Um, so be good to yourself, um, as I always say. Um, under any time of the year, any transit, anything, always got to be good to the self. Um, and, you know, we're also having this, this uh, ongoing, uh, what I've kind of coined the Uranus-Pluto square dance. And these are two outer planets that um, are causing via astrology, astrological terms, a bit of a rub because they are squaring off. And that means that the signs that they're in are kind of creating like an angle of the, how the math is working, it's creating a 90 degree angle. Um, when you have Uranus is over in, uh, Aries also retrograding, and then you have Pluto, uh, in Capricorn. So we've just had this moon. The moon is, um, has come over the retrograding Pluto up there. And, um, when you have the moon crossing with Pluto, you're definitely going to have like more emotional purging and kind of a lot of stirs going on so that all the feelings about, what Capricorn will bring out anyway is extra intense when you've got the moon and Pluto kind of hanging out together going, eh, let's see what we can transform here. Um, so it, these last couple of days have been a little intense, I think for a lot of people, um, in understanding what's going on in the big, in the big universe out there and how that's affecting us all down here below. But it's always about patience in the end. Um, I can never stress that enough under Mercury retrograde. Um, so that moon is also creating a little tug, a little cornered feeling from where Uranus is up there too. So if you're feeling a little boxed in somehow, some way, this too shall pass. And this, this is going to, um, it's going to clear up. Um, and if we honor the, the, you know, Mercury's request for review and all the things we're meant to be doing there, we will reap our reward, as I always say. Two more RE words. So that's what's going on. And I'm sure I've left some things out because, you know, Mercury is retrograde. <laughs> I'm not exempt from this. I'm a human being. So um, without further ado, I'm going to talk about my very special guest today. And um, that is the, uh, the Wonders of the Stellar author, Jane Tesh. Um, she, her latest release is a book called Stolen Hearts. It's um, published by Poison Pen Press. You see, I can't talk. Um, and Jane lives down in uh, Mount Airy, North Carolina. She's a media specialist and a uh, librarian for grades K through six for over 30 years. And she's now retired. And 
she has decided to exercise her creative side. And now she is a writer. She's also a rehearsal pianist. And uh, sometimes she um, conducts the orchestra for community theater. And she plays the violin. And I love this. She's a certified kickboxing instructor. Oh, good, good, good. I don't want to meet her in a dark alley. (laughs) And her latest... um, She's started with Poison Pen Pressed a, uh, a new mystery series called uh, Grace Street Mysteries. And her first release in that is Stolen Hearts. Um, it's a fa- fantastic read. And uh, please visit uh, janetesh.com and you can learn all about uh, what she's doing. And we're going to be um, capturing all the reasons why she is doing all the things that she's doing. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Jane. How are you today? Thank you very much. I'm really excited to be here, and I am so glad you explained about Mercury Retrograde. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many people have changed their plans on me lately. And I know, because we were supposed to do this show two weeks ago. <laughs> I said, I want to do this, and then they don't show up, and, and now it's beginning to make a little more sense. Yeah, it's, um, you know what I'm going to do? I've got a little something that, hang on one second. I'm going to do one quick change here as far as audio because I think uh, it's going to make a bit better difference. Hang on a second. Okay, I think that's going to be a lot better. The The mics were a little, um, the mics were, a, the mics were a little confused. <laughs> say the least and the the mic I should be using was by you and I'm like oh wait a minute this isn't right (laughs) oh my goodness well I'm just happy the internet's functioning today (laughs) so I am I'm just so thrilled to have you here um your book is fabulous um and if uh for you listeners out there if you are a lover of mystery and um what I love about what Jane has done with this book is she's she's got um, she's got the whole well of course you know me I love psychics too um, she's got this whole psychic flair about um, how the mystery gets solved and uh, I, I think it's stellar but tell us more Jane about how all of this came to be and um, I'm banging mics with my hands and <laughs> Oh, I'm telling you, I can't wait for this Mercury retrograde to go away. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. But tell us a little bit about how you got started. And um, I mean, I, I have your chart here. And I mean, it's, it's, there isn't a doubt uh, why you were doing what you're doing. But I want to hear how you started your journey and, and how all this kind of came into be at this oh. point in your life. All right, about the writing in particular. Mm-hmm. I have always, always been a writer. Um, in fact, I thought that was something that everyone did. Um, <laughs> it was just something that just came so naturally to me. I thought, well, doesn't everyone make up little stories and plays and poems to entertain their family? And uh, when I got a little bit older, I guess I was in my teens when I, when I thought of it seriously as a career. Mm-hmm. And so I started sending things out then when I was about 18 or 19. And truly, everything that I have read, ever read about Capricorn, I feel is true about me. And the chart that you've done may, may have some different things, but things come late in life. You get a lot of success, but you really have to work hard. And it's 
much later, and it wasn't until after I had uh, retired. About two months after I retired, I got the contract for my first mystery novel. Mm-hmm. I've been sending things out since I was 18 or 19 years old. Now, admittedly, some of it wasn't very good. <laughs> Hopefully, you get better as you work on it. But I had, you know, I'd come close a couple of times. I had sold a lot of children's plays. But I really, really wanted, you know, that my goal was to um, get novels published. I thought I would be writing um, fantasy and science fiction. And when that didn't work out, we tried some mystery. But I just had to keep the more, I don't know, the more interesting things to me are the the psychic elements and the, Mm-hmm. Don't have a ghost or two or, or things like that. It's just much more interesting. So, fortunately, I fell in with Poison Pen Press. They're a wonderful company and um, they keep taking them, so I must be doing something right. <laughs> yes, I, I would say so. Um, well, it's, it's fascinating because, you know, as a Capricorn, now, of course, you know, you, you are, correct? You, you know that you are uh, born to the Capricorn <laughs> sign of Capricorn. So, you know, you've always been a- ambitious in your life. Um, you know, you've always known that, uh, you know, that work ethic is, is always been super strong within you. Um, and as I was, you know, the moon is in Capricorn today, as a matter of fact. And as I was talking earlier, you know, the, probably the one thing you, you have toyed with from time to time in your life is you've struggled with that. It's not perfect enough or it's not good enough. And yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, my parents were, I come from a long line of very calm people. We're very calm. Mm-hmm. And that is that is a, a quality of your sign. Is typically Capricorns are very calm because they you aside I would say from a, a Taurus have the most patience out of any other sign in the zodiac because you you understand it takes time to wait for something good. Parents <laughs> said they you know they were not pushing me to make all A's in school, for instance. Mm-hmm. I much much harder on myself than they ever were. And if I got a grade that was lower than I thought it should be, I would get all upset. And they were like, it's okay, it's okay. Mm. It, it was really hard when I was younger um, not to just just go too overboard on the perfection side of things. Mm-hmm. I still like things to be correct, but I can kind of back off a little bit from it now. Yeah, and what helps you with that is when we tie into... We know you're a Capricorn sun, but when you look at the day of the month you're born on, now you're born to the, you, you almost were a New Year's Day baby, but you, 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 were, you were celebrating on New Year's Eve. <laughs> uh, you were born to the 31st of uh, December. So that 31 uh, represents um, the Chaldeans' understanding via numerology. It's also what we call your, uh, like a numerical sun sign. So this energy from the number Zen is, blending and gelling with who you are as a Capricorn. And even though you're guided by Capricorn and all of the Saturn, Saturn's the ruling planet of Capricorn, very fatherly, very, you know, astute and makes, wants everything done in that learning, learning, learning the practicality, the stability, don't do it against tradition. But the 31 is totally different. (laughs) And the 31 is like, hey, let's be eccentric and original. Let's do something outlandish. So that's a whole nother part of your energy that it it works and blends and gels and kind of argues probably sometimes with the Capricorn side of you because 
the four, when you take the three and the one, you reduce it down to a four, and that's guided by Uranus. And Uranus and Saturn are the two planets that, like, are, they're kind of, they're very karmic in their relationship with one another, but they um, they don't agree on much of anything. Their energies are totally different. Um, and, you know, you even though you are a, a Capricorn, um, when you look at that channel of Uranus, you're also a lot like an Aquarius because okay. Uranus guides the fours and guides the Aquarius souls as well. So you kind of, that's why you're the bringer of new life to things. And, you know, you've done that your whole life, um, I'm sure, too, in your traditional practical stable way because it always has to be at the end of the day for you very practical how things will come into place um because you're always gonna the the need for security has to happen no matter how original and eccentric you can be <laughs> huge the need for security i'll tell you very yeah, and in your natal chart, when I'm looking at your natal chart, and of course you have a Leo rising, um, you are of course able to be on the stage, uh, no problem being in front of a bunch of people, um, meant to be very creative in your life, uh, meant to work with kids, uh, you know, all the things that you have done, um, and you're very able on the surface with people, you're able to transform them. Um, you have this energy about you that really uh, people will remember what you've done in this life long after you have decided that it's time for the next realm. Um, everything you're doing in this lifetime is kind of being set up in this eternalization, if that makes sense to you. Um, so you will be long remembered. Um, now, what's fun about your chart is that you are the Capricorn with the Leo rising which places, via how the math is working, it places your Capricorn sun in your fifth house, which is also ruled by Leo. So you like have it like reversed. <laughs> you have the Leo rising, you're a Capricorn, and then your Capricorn sun sits in the Leo guided house. So you really are meant to shine on the stage of life, however you choose to do it. Um, so I, 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 boy, I can imagine you must conduct one, one cool orchestra. <laughs> We do have a lot of fun. We just finished the show last night, actually. That's very we cool. Legally Blonde. And it was a huge hit, even in our little town of Mount Airy. We weren't sure how that would go over, but people loved it. Mm. You have a very musical mind. You have a Neptune uh, in Libra in your third house, which is your thinking and mentality. So uh, music comes easily to you. That's where the writing comes easily for you. And you're also able to write with grace, if that makes any sense. Um, you know, you have a very way that when you bring up forth your ideas musically through your writing, through any form of communication that's coming from the, the depths of your mind, uh, it, it wants to come out in this balanced form. This, this kind of evenness. Um, and I definitely see with, with the Neptune in the third house why you, you enjoy writing about psychics, <laughs> even if they're fictional characters. <laughs> That's very, very cool. So where did you come up with that idea? Was that something that you did always your entire, like that you had these stories, uh, you know, throughout your whole life? Or when did that, like, to make this series like you did? Well, pretty much so. I would say a lot of these characters have been with me in one form or another um, for quite some time. 
and they just it just sort of evolved because a lot of them were in science fiction and fantasy stories and um, the psychic his name is Camden he always was a, a psychic character and so um, it was very easy to put him into the, the mystery stories mm-hmm. uh, now the lead character Randall is, is he doesn't think he's psychic, but he and Cam have a have a link. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, Randall is also going to be able to hear Cam's children when he has them in later books in the series. Uh huh. Little preview. Yes, because now after now this this uh, Stolen Hearts was the is the first of this first. new series, right. um, and you have one coming out. It's called Mixed Signals in yeah. October. It's coming out in October, and interestingly enough, I wanted to call it Second Thoughts. That was my original title ah. for it, just really fit very well. But the editor didn't care for it that much, and I thought, you know, this is a small battle. I'm not going to work. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with him. <laughs> She's not really, she doesn't have any other problems with it. Uh, other than beefing up one of the other characters a little bit. So I thought it it will always be second thoughts to me, simply because of the psychic. Uh, naturally yes because that yeah they certainly show up in that form well it's interesting because um i i've well we're going to get into the other thing that i do with um titles and names and and the numerology uh associated with all of that so i've i've done uh the lexigrams on your birth name and the the titles and, and all this stuff. So we're going to get into that in the second half because I'm I'm excited to reveal some good good news there <laughs> for you. Well, I'm so fascinated by that because I, I don't know anything about that. So that's kind of yeah 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 most yeah the, my, the what I talk about with the lexagrams a lot of people yeah it's a very um, up and coming thing that people don't know about but they will know more about it as uh, the years go on. Um, I, I, I do believe if I have anything to do with it, <laughs> but I have to pause for just a couple of um, local PSAs and we will be right back with you, Jane. All right. Okay. And again, you're listening to What's Your Sign? I have your number and I'm your host, Sharita Starr. Today, I have the um, stellar author, Jane Tesh, on with me. She has a um, wonderful new mystery series. Uh, the Grace Street Mysteries, and the first released is a book called Stolen Hearts. She's got another one coming called Mixed Signals uh, in October, and you can visit www.janetesh.com and learn all about those wonderful things that exist in the universe. (laughs) So, to let you know what's locally happening, we have here, what do we have? What do we have? Ooh, here's coming up the world of adventure. There is Arthurian legends and gold uh, doubloons up at the um, Norman Wackwell Museum this Saturday, August 4th. It's from noon to 4 p.m. And of course, that's located on 9 Route 183 over in Stockbridge. Um, for more information, give them a call 413. 413- Two nine eight forty one hundred, and they also have www.nrm.org is their um, is their website. But it's the world of adventure, Arthurian legends, and gold doubloons. That 
This sounds like fun. Let me see. There is there is the more info thing. Yeah, this is all about um, King Arthur, Captain Kidd, and the Patriots of the American Revolution spring from Howard Pyle's illustrations during this exciting day of adventure for families, uh, featuring hands-on art activities, family tours, performances, and demonstrations. And free with musician and... Musicians. See, I told you this Mercury thing. Free with museum admission. Members can come for free. Oh my goodness. And again, this Saturday, that's noon to 4 p.m. over at uh, Norman Rockwell. Oh my God, I need a, I need a substitute when Mercury's retrograde, I think. <laughs> oh, I just, I have to laugh. That's all you can do stars is just laugh when things like this happen and we have here at the station which will be very fun coming up we have the WBCRLP record and CD sale this is coming up the 18th of August on Saturday and uh, it's the second record and CD sale at the Berkshire Regional Community Center and that's at the Berkshire South over on 15 Chrissy Road, which is off Route 7, over in Great Barrington. Again, it's Saturday, August the 18th, from 8.30 to 1.30. Uh, the event will also feature the $3,500 handmade Nikita guitar, custom-made for WBCR, which will be raffled off in the weeks and months ahead. A limited number of tickets are printed, and uh, so that increases the odds of winning. Don't miss it. Uh, make sure you save the date, August 18th, and you can also call George Fleck at 413-528-9233 for more information um, about the very cool WBCRLP record and CD sale, the 18th of August. Ooh, that'll be fun. Cool guitar. All right. And again, you are listening to WBCRLP 97.7 FM, Great Barrington. It's Berkshire Community Radio. We are also, FYI, streaming live at www.berkshireradio.org. So you can take us with you wherever you are on the web, anywhere in the world. I love that. I think that's so fun. Um, and again, you are listening. Uh, we're back for the second half of... Uh, what's your sign? I have your number, and I'm your host, Sharita Star. This is a show that we chat about planets and how it, uh, planets from above and how they affect us astrologically and numerically down here below. Today, I have a wonderful guest. Uh, it's author Jane Tesh, and she, uh, through Poison Pen Press, uh, has a new mystery series, uh, The Grace Street Mysteries, and uh, the first release is Stolen Hearts, which came out. Uh, we're we're going to clarify that. I believe that came out last over last year. And, um, and she's got another one coming already, um, which will be out in October this year called Mixed Signals. So, again, welcome. And you can visit Jane on the web uh, for all information about what she's doing and also previous uh, books she's also written um, at www.janetesh.com. Welcome back to the show, Jane. Thank you. Cool. So... Well, I love your name, number one. We're going to get back to your chart and all the current stuff, but um, I thought being we were talking about the title. So you, of course, Jane Tesh, of course, is not your, um, it's part of your full name at birth, but it's not the full name. Um, you were actually born to Sally. Jane Tesh uh, is your original, original, original name. Can you 
more southern than that. I don't think so. Oh, say again. <laughs> I said, can you get more southern than that? Can you I get don't... more southern? <laughs> Well, I I am enjoying your accent very much because I always I always love I always love a um, a dialect that's a little different than the ones I hear all the time. Um, now, so when you decided to be an author, did you change it to Jane Tess, or like were you always called Sally, or or how did you get into the Jane thing? No, I was always called Jane. Okay, so you 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 ditched the Sally early on, <laughs> so so to speak. <laughs> That's what I was called. I, I was called Jane. So, so everybody just called you Jane, even though, yes. like, you came yes. with Sally, but they called you Jane. Okay. That's my great grandmother's name. Okay. Um, my mother. Let's see. My mother was the only daughter of an only daughter, and then I was the first daughter. Mm-hmm. So they called me Sally in honor of her, but they always called me Jane. Okay. Okay. So, well, you came down with the Sally Jane Tesh to um, the 22, uh, and this is when you get into name numerology. Um, you take all the letters in your name, and every letter in the alphabet vibrates to a particular number. So when we're calculating name numerology, it's all about the math again, um, a very simple way. Um, and you just attach your, your letters, or attach your numbers to your letters, and then you figure out which each name means, and then you add it all up together. Um, which for you, we have uh, the Sally Jane Tesh uh, arrives to the 22, so you came down to a master number vibration, um, which of course they say in numerology that you know the name your parents are going to pick, so you know, you know what you're here to do. Uh, through through that energy, because even though you go by Jane Tesh now, which I'll we'll get into, is another master number vibration. So you're all about master number energy, um, which is very fun. Um, you this energy of Sally Jane Tesh is always with you. Um, it's even though you're not using it as your current identity or how you're you're going by the author name, um, and that's important for what you want to do with, with the here and the now. Um, but this energy is always kind of with you, and it's behind you. And it's another four energy. And and here's the thing where I was talking about Uranus and Saturn before are um, kind of karmically connected. People that are born to four and eight days of the month, which, of course, for you, you, you have this big mystery in your life with four and eight. Um, there's other people that you've always known, whether it be friends, family, uh, addresses you live at, uh, the way that the numbers will work. Um, the four and the eight are around you quite a bit because as a 31, you're very connected to 22s, to 13s, to fours, to eights, to, um, to 17s, and to 26s. So, you, you know, you have a very, um, and you could like sit and ponder that a little bit, um, how that you probably have noticed that there's a big theme of four and eight in your life somehow, some way. Um, and people who are born to a four or an eight day of the month typically have a name that is under the same num- numerical energy somehow, some way. So you have a four vibrating, uh, vibrating birth name and you're born to a four coming path. So you did not escape that. Um, you, you knew that. You're a very old soul. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're working with the 22, it's, it's that you're here to master something in the life. Um, it, it gives you this 
kind of like the request is you're going to master something. Now, some master number energies don't ever figure it out because they stand divided a lot. But I think you've mastered your formula. Um, and your, your name also has a lot to say about that. What you're meant to do with that is meant to be happening now. And not that you didn't do cool, masterful things in particular ways earlier, but that this is where the real mastery comes into play because your greatest wisdom is here now to know how to do it. Um, and uh, so with the lexagrams, um, and this is taking the letters in your name, and we anagram your name. So we tell a story about, we take, the, the, the art of lexagram is taking the anagrams and, that you can derive, which means I'm only using the same letters from your name to spell other words. And the art of lexagramming is taking them and spelling them like poet, uh, and phrasing them like poetry or prose to tell your story. So, Sally Jane Tesh, uh, this has always been waiting for you to, to, to do, and you've been doing it your whole life, as you said, and now it's coming into its, its fruition. Uh, yes, all shall see Jane's tales. Jane tells neat tales. <laughs> yes, Jane tells neat analyst tales. Um, and to me, like, like analyst is, you know, that is a psychic. They are analyzing stuff. They're just doing it spiritually in a different way than, you know, if you're like a, an accountant or something, you're still an analyst. But it's a little bit, the energy's moving in a different direction. And I'm sorry, when you're solving a mystery, you, you're, you're analyzing. <laughs> yes, you have to. <laughs> And yes, Jane tells intense tales. <laughs> yes, Jane has a tale style she sells late. Yes. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Say that one again. Um, yes, Jane has a tale style she sells late. Meaning, you know, it's coming later in your life. Um, that, that, you know, what you've come up with here. Because, I mean, I think what you're doing with... with um, with the way that you're writing these uh, mystery stories, I mean, nobody's been doing this. It's not like this has been done before. Um, I think it's awesome. Um, and to continue on, um, yes, Jane shall seal tales she sells as sets, so that it, it says you're going to do more than one of them. Um, I, you know, with lexagrams, we have to kind of stretch the mind a little bit, but, you know, it... it it's not like you get the exact story and it's like perfect grammar, but it, it leads you to the, to the idea all the same. Mm -hmm. um, yes, Jane has a steel tail she sells, which um, I get the stolen hearts. Like I put like the steel in like quotation marks, like stolen steel. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. And yes, Jane, Jane's tails shall stay as these tails sell. So... As you say, they, they keep asking you to write more, so there you have it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I see how this I see how this works. You you take all the letters in my name, but you don't use them just one time. No. Yes, that's a that, that's a great question because people always ask that. Like, if I use it in one word, I can't use it again. I'm like, no, you can write as many anagrams as you want. Um, and and it's just would just take letters I've you know I've seen where people will take a name and rearrange the letters and get another word exactly like uh, heart and earth do this uh, listen and silent do this like so you're getting the same 
you're getting another word using the same letters just yeah, scrambled. But when you lexigram, it's taking any of the anagrams you can derive, and then you phrase the anagrams like poetry or prose, and then you get, you get a little gist of the story, the true tale. Um, behind the mystery, as I always say, because it's always kind of right in front of you. Um, like how, uh, you know, another example of lexigrams, just with some words, um, how do you evolve? It's in, it's in it. You have to love. <laughs> um, oh, and if, uh -huh. you, if you want good health, uh, you have to let the hate heal. That comes out of health. Um, and, of course, your sign, which knows this very well, uh, the act of patience, uh, I, I practice, what, what is it? I, 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 oh, I tap in an ancient peace pace. Comes out of the word patience. <laughs> Which, of course, is, you know, it, it, to me, patience is very peaceful. <laughs> There's really nothing yeah. more to it. Um, so from the title of A Grace Street Mystery, now here's where we see you connect more to the four. It vibrates to the 13. <laughs> It's just your birth number reversed. Um, when you add up all the energy of, of the letters that encompass a great street, a, a grace street mystery. Um, so, and, and the 13 is a very, it's a number of genius. So this, um, this whole series has this, like, it's meant to be its own original thing. It's never been done before. Um, it, it has the, has extreme power behind it. Um, and it's going to regenerate and change the style of what you're doing. Uh, you know, people have been writing mystery books for God knows how long, but you've really thrown your wonderful way of doing it in a way that nobody's done this before. Um, and I believe this is going to continue on uh, very successfully. Um, so from this title, A Grey Street Mystery, we get uh, these phrases. Yes, a greatest create streams smart years as a career starts. Yes, a master strategy team cast. Yes, creates a mass attract. Yes, targets secret message seers as tasters. And I, when I say tasters, I kind of mean people who are, you know, they, 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 they get into it and they, they like it. Um, yes, a smart stage as a mastery stream attracts. Yes, a greater stream attracts as a master esteem emerges. This is going to gather more energy as it goes. And this is fun, and I think this is, you're going to see this, uh, we're going to get into your personal year cycle shortly, but I think when you get, the, get down to your harvest year, which is in another couple years, few years from now, cameras emerge as, a star, as star acts are cast <laughs> as terms agree. I have a feeling the books you're writing are going to get turned into movies or turned into some sort of where, you know, which is, I think that's, it's going to get that kind of uh, appeal to it. Uh, that somebody's going to say, you know what, Let, let's make this into a movies, movie series or, you know, I, I that's my thoughts because it's in the title that that's very possible. So we'll see what happens because you just started this and you came out last year with the book. Yes. Um, last October, yeah. Stolen Heart came out, and, uh, yes, before that, three other books in a different series, but mm -hmm. um, this, this is really, this is really, I mean, I like the other characters, but I really do care about these characters very much, mm -hmm. and it's interesting you should say 13, because I'm planning, I'm planning 12 
books in this series, but I did have a 13th book. Oh. So oh, oh, I, I think to revisit that. I think you'll do the 13th. <laughs> I'll bet you will end up with the 13th book. I guarantee you. It'll just magically happen. I do. <laughs> well, I mean, there's plenty of material for a 13th. I was just thinking, oh, you know, hopefully I could get 12. You have to, of course, do them one at a time. Yeah, yeah. They're going to give you a contract for 12 books unless you're someone, I guess, like Dina King. But... That's that's something I need to really think about now. I put a little star here in my notes, <laughs> making notes as, as I learn about this, uh, about the lexagram. And that would be a cool thing for me to put into a book, too, by the way. Oh, yes. I've, I've uh, well, I, I did a book myself on this, and um, I've, it's all with historical evidence throughout how this works, you know, writers, what they name things, yeah, so on and so forth. Um, it's important what you title anything in life, um, whether, you know, whatever it is. Uh, it could be your dog, it could be, you know, your children especially. Um, you know, so, it, yeah, everything does make a difference. Um, and now here's for uh, mixed signals what I got. Um, we didn't even do stolen hearts yet. See, I have to go. I, I should go. Let me. Let me go. Let me go. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me go to the, your your title of stolen hearts, which is the first book. Um, and I, I I love this. I I just loved what I could get out of here. This was just really cool. It's always really cool these lexagrams. I'm, I, it's it's my it's uh, next to the astrology and the numerology. It is my biggest addiction. <laughs> I can't read. I cannot read anything normal anymore in this lifetime. I'll scramble for you then. <laughs> oh my God, my head doesn't shut off. It's 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 almost a curse at times. But I've 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 had to learn how to, you know, put it aside when it belongs aside. Um, but from the title of of the current release, Stolen Hearts, a real star tale set to last on the Earth eons on. Oh my and this goes into, you know, back where I was talking about your chart that you, you, what you're doing in this lifetime is creating things that will be known long after you. Um, you know, like I say, when it's your time and your, your turn to transit into the next realm, everything that you've done will, it's not like somebody's going to forget about it anytime soon. It's going to actually probably gain even more popularity. You know, it'll be popular, but it'll get more popular. Um, you know, and, it, well, and it's something people will always reference and go back to because this is a really strong energy, not only in your chart, but like, especially choosing a title like that. Um, you know, it's, the, it's right there. It's, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> well, that, that is what every author wishes. Mm -hmm. that, that their work live on after them. Yeah. Yeah. And you definitely have that. There's, there's, I, I very good news. It's very strong for you that, that that is definitely going to be, you know, that's definitely going to be your the story for you as well. And also from Stolen Hearts, we spell a tale to rattle the startle. <laughs> Being it's the one that's starting the whole thing off. A tale to start Tesh's street talents. Oh. Isn't that funny how that's in there? Yeah. A, a real tale that has a stealth street. talent. <laughs> Excuse me, say again. Street talent. Your street talents, meeting yeah. your the Grace Street mystery talents, but it's kind of uh huh. And <laughs> Tesh has a real neat tale she tells here. So, 
That is from the, the uh, and this book is also a master number energy. It's the 11, which vibrates as Jane Tesh, your name Jane Tesh vibrates to the 11. Oh. So you have a two thing going on here now. Now, when we get to mix signals, which is the book that's coming out in October, this, this is a two, but the, the 11, of course, is a two vibration as well. So um, you just get the, get the uh, you know, it's interesting. These books, um, the, at least these first two, the energy with them, they're very cozy books. They're like a book you can cozy up to and feel like you're right at home. Well, and, that's, that's good because the house at Grace Street is the stand-in for the home that all these characters are mm -hmm. searching. Mm, yes, yes, because I, I know that the house, and, that, and the two is... Guided by the moon, so there's a lot of emotional stuff going on. Moon, of course, is also very psychic, um, very reflective in that way. And the moon deals with family and, and home life. So interesting how you've, you've had the, you know, you have these themes, and that's what these titles are also, like, you know, it just the way the subconscious guided you, you tuned right in um, to it. Now, from the lexagrams of mixed signals, we get um, assigned in a main game deal in gladness, seals a deal in a main mind, magi align. <laughs> it's kind of fun. In a maiden leading gain, in a main gain in an imagined line, uh, meaning, you know, the story is imagined. It's not, fi it's not truth, it's, it's fiction. Um, in a main idealism gain, in a main smile, gains in miles. <laughs> And a mass mingle and a main leading gain. So I get that the second one is going to have just as much punch and power um, to get this, um, you know, all going to the next level for you. Um, now, you are currently in your what we call your two personal year. And this is a year in the life. You had a lot of new beginnings come into play 2010 into to, uh, 2011 because like, you're born the last day of the year. And um, numerically, you don't start your new year until the very last day of the year. So you enter a new personal year cycle, but you ride out that whole energy in the following year until your next birthday. Um, and now there's a lot of numerologists, especially more of the Western ones, uh, as I say, versus those who study Chaldean numerology. They'll they'll want to argue with me and then they'll say that um you have that energy from january 1st even though you're born at the last day of the year but okay you were born the year you were born and when it turned the next year the very next day you did not like ride through an entire year's energy in a day <laughs> it's, just, it's just impossible you just got here. <laughs> you just got here. It has to take her the whole year to get to the next solar return to go into the next, because that's technically when, and how we calculate personal year cycles, we take the day and the month, it's your constant, and then you take um, the current year of your birthday, and it's not until those days naturally fall into alignment in the calendar that the energy comes through. 
So you are kind of, uh, you're like, uh, even though we're looking at the regular calendar, you're always, because your birthday is that latter part of the year, and that's for really anybody born, you know, it doesn't matter when you're born. If you're born in the latter, latter part of the year, you're riding out your personal year energy into the next year until your next solar return, which of course is your birthday every year. That's when the sun comes back around to the same spot again. So for you, in 2010's birthday, but it was all really throughout 2011 that the energy came out, was your year of new beginnings. That was your whole theme of if it's new it's for you um and that's what you said last october is when you released the book yeah so and that was when um in your year of new beginnings you gave birth to something because that was a two personal month because we also spin in time every nine years nine months nine days so there's always a way to see how everything is for a week why i call it i don't like prediction i like forecasting because i can tell you how to deal with energy around you but it's up to your free will what you're going to do with it <laughs> you can never tell anybody how to handle it i mean you can advise but it's your choice of what you're going to do it's your life nobody else's um but the year coming up so now when you so you stepped into your birthday last december in 2011 and now you've been in this year where you've been in the two uh year and you've been nurturing things um and and kind of like seeing how things are go it's this year has seemed like it's not been the most progressive year because the seeds that you planted all throughout really the you know very last day of 2010 but all throughout 2011 this has been the year that you're nurturing all the seeds and in the soul's process what you're doing is you know, if, and I don't know in your personal life if there's been some like home and family things or seemingly some some things that have distracted you from feeling like you're keeping your 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 you know your 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 eye on the goal, so to speak. Um, that you've been a little sort of felt distracted, or maybe I haven't made the progress I'm supposed to make. But as you step into your birthday this year and you go into 2013, you really start to see some expansion start to happen. Um, the seeds that you planted and really fell into place in 2011 start to really you see the growth start to happen in 2013 so that's going to be um and this is going to keep progressing um and as you get down to your eight year which is going to start on your birthday 2017 and then you're going to have it'll come into play in 2018 that's when i see like i think somebody comes along and that's your harvest so everything that you you're doing all along this way will come into its richest reward at that time for you. Okay, well, that, that does make sense. This, this year I have felt pretty much like a, kind of a growing year mm -hmm. in a way, just not really a whole lot of things happening other than just chugging along, working on some of the other books. Yeah, yeah. I can see where that, um, yeah, where that would be more or less a... Uh, Yep, just kind of a waiting period. Just kind yeah. of a waiting period. And then that's a, a lot what a two-year does. It's You don't see a lot of fast-paced action because, you know, it's a moon-guided year, which a moon, of course, will bring up emotions. And it's a time where we're also in a very cooperative uh, energy, not only with other people or that we have to team up and cooperate with certain people to get things done, but we really need to understand how to cooperate first and foremost with ourselves. <laughs> so every nine years we get this uh, kind of offering from how our numbers are working for us of just to kind of get get in touch with nurturing us, you know, and nurturing our, you know, our nest egg, so to speak. Um, but it's the soul's process of 
the, what we've planted in the year before, we kind of get in touch with ourselves and that's the sensitivity behind the year that waters the seeds. Because if you plant a seed, you have to give it water. It's the only way it'll ever grow. Can't not give it. And we tend to water things uh, emotionally in a two year, which is of course it creates that, it creates the moisture for our seeds. Um, and you're going to have two by 2014 into 15, um, major, like a lot of blossoming. Um, and that's where I see like, um, where, where will you be like on book four by then book, book five, maybe somewhere like uh, somewhere along there. Um, if they do one a year, which is usually what, 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 how, how it'll work. Um, and that's when what you, cause by that point, when you celebrate your birthday, 2014, and then you, you, you see what transpires throughout 2015, your foundation will be very solid for what you're building right now. So you're almost, you've got one wall up. You've got the second wall you're working on this year. As you go into 2013, you build your third. And then by 2014, you'll build that fourth wall so that by 15, you platform and you, you've got the, the base and then you spring. So, you know, you're building, 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 building towards this point. Um, where I think this will be as that the Grace Street mystery says that the masses attract to it. That's when that energy comes out in, in really a strong strength so that by the time your harvest year comes along by 2018, that's when I see the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> the cameras will be on you or, or on actors or the actors playing your characters, you know, and all that fun stuff going on. Um, that- that's very encouraging. That, yeah. that would just be a lot of fun if that happens. I, I mean, and, and you know, in this world right now, you know, there's so many shows about psychics and, you know, they're doing, I mean, they, they've got all sorts of stuff. And I mean, I think that it's a trend and I don't really want to call it a trend, but it's a, it's something people are getting more and more accepting of and interested in. And there's, you know, like I said, you've created something nobody's done before. So... Um, why not? I mean, why well, not? I think that's something that people are just always interested in. Yeah, yeah. But like, they, well, they do... But they want to admit it or not. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, sometimes they don't want to admit it. More people will admit it in the yep. future. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I like, that's how I like <laughs> to say it. So, well, Jane, this has been so much fun to have you here. And... Um, <laughs> We're going to have to, we're going to have to so much and it's just all been good news. (laughs) Yes. Well, it's so funny. I always get people, they, they say, I don't want to hear anything bad. I'm like, nope, that's not what I do. Um, I I may tell you how to, you know, work around a challenge that shows up, but I said, I I don't, I'm never the bearer of bad news. Um, because your free will can do whatever it wants and it can, it can make anything happen. And um, you're, you're on to something really cool here, and you're honoring your soul, and uh, you're doing exactly what you should be doing. And I think that's marvelous. <laughs> so, and I look forward to uh, keep, keeping up with all of um, this Grey Street Mystery series, and I'm, we're going to keep uh, having you back from time to time and, and see how it's all progressing and how it's all going. I would enjoy that very much. Very cool. All right. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your Tuesday. And um, we'll talk to you soon, Jane. All right. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye. Again, my 
very, very, very special guest today was author Jane Tesh of uh, Stolen Hearts and the new release coming out in October, um, Mixed Signals. They're Gray Street, um, Gray Street Mysteries. Um, it's a great new series out there uh, from Poison Pen Press. And you can find out more about Jane and all of her work at www.janetesh.com. And it's been an honor to have her here today. We are very thankful. And then, what is next? I'll be back on the uh, 21st of August. And um, we're going to have a, a woe show that day. First of all, Mercury Retrograde will be over with, and we're going to be so thrilled about that. We'll be days away from entering Virgo. And um, I'm going to have a live show with my, my guests, I should say. will be live in the studio with me. going to have uh, psychic mediums, um, Corby Mitlieb, and... Um, Allie Cheslick, who Allie's been on the show before. Corby, you haven't met before, but you're going to love her. We're going to have a live hour of psychic potpourri. Um, I'll be posting that show up on the blog next week, and we will be answering your questions, um, but via email, because we always know how these funny phone lines don't work right. So um, email questions. If you have questions you'd love to have answered by three psychics, um, please let us know, Radio at gmail.com. That show is going to be the uh, 21st of August. And again, it is noontime here at WBCRLP 97.7 FM, Great Barrington, Berkshire Community Radio. We're always streaming live at www.berkshireradio.org. Thank you for listening, folks, uh, to another hour of What's Your Sign? I Have Your Number. I'm Sharita Starr, and I say namaste. Oh,